ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, May 24th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Shelter, it is made pure. Coming up today on the program, good friend of the show. He's been involved in sports throughout the years, and he, of course, if you have followed Chris Dickerson's career, he has written for many publications, including the Herald Dispatch, the West Virginia Record. Uh, he's also the president of the School of Journalism and Mass Communications Alumni Advisory Board. And he's going to join us because the new inductees have been announced today. And there are a couple of sports figures, sports members of the media. Best way to probably put that is they have sports tendencies. We're going to talk to him about who those individuals are and why they are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. As I mentioned, your phone calls. You can also be a part of Twitter with me, at Paul Swan. Looking forward to interacting with you there. So we'll go over all of that here in the next few minutes. But, of course, over the weekend, more, I don't want to say hardware, I, I just more accolades, more people recognizing that the champs reside in Huntington, West Virginia. The coaching staff... The Marshall coaching staff, soccer team, your world champion soccer squad. They were honored as the coaching staff of the year. The Thundering Herd receiving the United Soccer Coaches National Coaching Staff of the Year Award. Of course, the Thundering Herd winning the national championship. So Chris Grassy and his squad uh, have uh, won that distinction and honor. And honestly, you take a program like Marshall, new on the scene as uh, as far as appearances in the NCAA tournament is concerned, new on the scene as far as how many times they have been able to make the tournament. They won their first match in the NCAA tournament the previous season, 2019, it feels like so long ago. Chris Grassy able to elevate this program to a contender in a relatively quick time and win a national championship. So the Thundering Herd winning the or being honored as a coaching staff of the year. So that's that's great news for this program. And how many doors will this open up? I mean, honestly, Marshall was smart to lock him down, get him a contract befitting of a coach of a national championship team, a national championship caliber program, very befitting of him. It elevates the job. It elevates the position. It elevates the program. And honestly, again, you look back at the vision, Mike Hamrick. Mike Hamrick had the vision. Put together a world-class soccer facility at the collegiate level and hire a good coach and be competitive in that space. So congratulations to Chris Grassy for having a vision, being able to come in and back it up. He said, look, we can win a national championship. I honestly believe you can. You can do that here in Huntington. You can do that with Marshall. You have the tools. You just need to put it all together now. And so coaching staff of the year, hopefully everybody's going to be well taken care of and you keep this machine going for many years to come. How cool would it be? Seriously, how cool would it be if Marshall – wins multiple national championships over a long span here in soccer. Have Marshall be known as a soccer school? 
The fans seem to be into it. You got Marshall a lot of attention, and it's always positive for the Marshall Thundering Herd. It's good for me. I like it. So, congratulations once again to uh, Chris Grassy and his staff. As I'm sure the hard work has begun already, trying to defend. That's the thing. That's the fun thing now. You're not hunting anymore. You're defending. You are the defending national champion. So every time you play a match, you got to bring your A game. Everybody's going to be looking to get you. Every conference member is going to be looking to take you down. They're all happy for you. Because it elevates Conference USA, but at the same time, they want to take you down, be the next, be the first national championship as a Conference USA team. First national champion. Did I understand that right? First national championship brought to Conference USA as an existing member. That's that's pretty cool right there. So, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet while Chris is coming on. We'll, we'll tell you in a minute. I tweeted it out earlier, so if you follow me on Twitter, you, you kind of already know. But I don't want to let it out just yet. I'm going to make you earn it here in a couple minutes. So Chris is going to come on here in the next few minutes. We're going to talk to him. And there are a couple individuals being honored for their contributions, and they're pretty good names. I know both of them. That's the, that's the cool thing. I know both of them, and, and I know that the nomination and the induction is well-earned. So I'm pretty excited about that. Later on, we'll get your phone calls in, I promise, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But I think that's the game plan. We're just going to talk to Chris here in the next few minutes. Uh, I mean, you look at last year's class, and there's going to be a ceremony coming up to honor last year's class as well because you know, COVID was uh, unfortunately a thing. And you look at some of the names that were on the class last year. My good friend Bill Bissett is on the list. A 1997 graduate of the master's program. As your current president and CEO of the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, there's some big names on this list. And you, you look at what Marshall offers as a university. And sometimes you kind of wonder, what does Marshall really offer? Well, you see some of these names that are being brought up. And wow. You, you think, wow, that, oh, that person. He did what? Oh, that's, that's amazing. Same thing with soccer. Hopefully you get over this. Insecurity thing. I think Marshall sometimes as a fan base, a Marshall fan base sometimes in certain areas maybe doesn't give itself enough credit. So we'll turn our attention to what's happening on the honor list. A couple of sports figures being inducted. We'll talk about that when we continue here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can take me anywhere you want to. Paul Swan, your host here for today's edition of ESPN 94.1 and A of 9.30. You can also listen to the program live. Just download the WRVC app. You can get it on our website, wrvc.com. want to welcome to the program now. You've known him for years of sports coverage or is other journalistic works, but that's not the reason he's he's here today. He is the president of the School of Journalism and Mass Communications Alumni Advisory Board. He's Chris Dickerson. He messaged me on Friday. He said, okay, what time am I on the show? Because he has an open invite. <laughs> and my first word was like, okay, what's the reason this time? Because I was like kind of curious what it was about. And so I've had to keep my mouth shut the entire weekend, I've known this since uh, Friday. The release came out about 4 o'clock, so I'm free and clear to um, to say whatever I want to say. 
The uh, new class has been uh, announced to the W. Pitt Page School of Journalism and Mass Communications Hall of Fame. And two important members of the Marshall media are involved. Steve Cotton, a legendary voice, and he's not even past his prime. He's not even hit his prime yet. A legendary voice among voices calling herd gains for years. And Mike Kurtner, the president of Kindred Communications and the person who signs my paycheck. So uh, both these members uh, will be inducted uh, at a ceremony later on this year. Do you have an idea when that ceremony will be, or is that still up in the air? Uh, it's not definite yet. We have a tentative date uh, in October, but we still, with all the COVID protocols and everything going on, we're still trying to pin it down exactly and make sure there's no another new outbreak or anything that keeps people off campus in the fall because we have it at the student center each year so okay we have a we have a tentative date and it's october 29th but that's nothing definite yet we'll have more details out on that when it's pinned down for sure so chris let's talk a little bit about this um what this hall of fame is all about first before we get into the details uh, of the two people that are are most interesting to us i mean everyone's interesting but for our purposes Mm -hmm. uh, steve and and mike hall of fame it was established in the 80s, really hadn't yeah, heard nice. much about it. And then several years ago, it, it felt like it became active again. So um, tell us a little bit more about what uh, the School of Journalism Mass Communication is doing with this Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly right. It started in 1985, and they were putting in the, the very important people, the people who won Pulitzers, and all, you know they were putting those people in first. And then back in the... Uh, it's probably the early 2000s. It kind of went dormant. Uh, they weren't inducting new people. Um, then fast forward to five or six years ago, we kind of started this alumni advisory board again to try to help out the School of Journalism with, you know, getting its name out in the public again in a better way and to raise fun, have fundraisers to help the school, you know, for the faculty to go on uh, trips, uh, educational trips, and for the students to go on to, to uh, trips. Um, so we, and then right after we started that back up, we said, well, let's just start this Hall of Fame back up and get it going again. And uh, I think this is the fifth class that we have inducted since we kicked it back off again. And, uh, you know, it's another great class. Uh, in addition to Steve and Mike, um, a lot of people will know locally will know the name Jack Hoover, it's a publisher of Huntington Quarterly magazine. Um, Brent Cunningham, who went to Marshall when I when we did back in the late 1980s, and he worked with the Charleston Daily Mail for a few years after that. But he has uh, just become a prolific writer. Uh, he's written for all sorts of prestigious publications and websites, and was the uh, news director of the Columbia School of Journalism for a while, just done amazing things. And then Virginia Sherlock, who was very big in the Associated Press back in the early 1970s. And um, now she's an attorney in Florida. But what's really impressive is she was working on the AP News Desk in the early 1970s when most women in newspaper journalism were relegated to working on the society page or the women's pages, as they call them. But she was right there on the front lines and had a played a key role in some of some major things in the Associated Press style book that all journalists know in our Bible, you know. So um, she was very instrumental in journalism in the 1970s. 
Chris Dickerson joining me. The two names that we are talking about specifically, Steve Cotton and Mike Kurtner. And as someone who I talk to a lot of members of the media outside of Huntington, and I'll talk to radio announcers, people cover the Beaton Conference USA throughout the years. And most of the times, anytime I have a conversation, if I'm setting up an interview, Steve Cotton's name comes up and it's always positive. I don't think yeah. people realize he's he's well liked and well respected outside yeah. of just Huntington and the Marshall community. And he is almost universally beloved by everyone I, I speak to. Either they, they know yeah. him and have admiration for him or they really know him and love him well. And he has been calling Marshall games for a long time. And yeah, if you if you look at what makes Marshall sports such an important thing in the fabric of a lot of people's lives, sometimes it's it's listening to the radio guy call the games. I mean, he's the most important person in their lives because if they can't watch the game or if they can't be somewhere where they, they can actually be at the game or they, they just can't see it, they always know they have Steve Cotton there, and he right. has made such an impact, but he's also, throughout the years, just people love the guy, and they respect him, and they love – his ability to tell a story and, and what he does. Yeah, you're, and you're right. And, you know, I, I'm with you. You know, I talk to a lot of people in the media, and I still talk to a lot of people in the sports media. And and I listen to a lot of games on the radio, on TV. And I don't think people, a lot of people who follow martial sports don't realize just how good Steve is. I mean, we all love him, and it's because he does martial games. But... Above that, he is the consummate professional. I mean, I and I'm not just saying this. I've told him this before personally. I don't think you can find a better play-by-play guy in the country today. And that's the truth. I mean, I, just, I think he is amazing at what he does. Now, Steve has called Marshall Gaines for a long time, and that in itself is probably worthy of being recognized, but... There's a lot that goes with that, and you look at his accomplishments on and off the the air. And when yep. you talk about a trophy case, Steve thankfully is very skilled with uh, with wood because I'm sure he's had to to put together a huge trophy case for all the accolades that's come his way over the years. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he is a fantastic whittler. On top of all that, but yeah, like you said, he's starting his 26th season as the radio voice of the herd this year. His 29th season overall at Marshall. Um, he was a 1995 graduate of the our master's program. Uh, he has called 300 football games, uh, more than a thousand uh, sports broadcasts for Marshall. I mean, he has done it all. And what I what I really like is there have been many times over the years that I'll be walking through the belly of the Henderson Center and I'll walk by his office. And all almost every time Steve is sitting there at his desk, he's preparing for the next game or cutting an audio, uh, cutting some audio for the that Saturday's game. He's always working. He's always preparing, and that's what makes him so good at what he does. It sounds effortless, but he's put in a ton of work before that football broadcast or that basketball broadcast. 
I'm actually envious of all the prep time that he uh, he's able to put in because um, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's 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 a it's a blessing to have the time to be able to work on your craft and he definitely yeah. has a lot on his plate but he always makes sure that he's well prepared for mm-hmm. broadcast because he's our lifeline. Sometimes the only voice between us and the thundering herd is Steve Cotton. He's it. He's the one telling us. Yeah. He's our eyes and our ears and he's telling us everything that's going on. But you listen to Steve and he's not your typical announcer, yes, he's for the herd, but we've listened to broadcasts across our uh, careers uh, all over the radio dial, and there are a mm-hmm. lot of people who are able to still be pro their university and call a, a fair, objectionable game, I guess. But there are some broadcasters who are out there that it's um, they're French. It's all wee, wee, wee. Not Steve. Steve is a professional beginning to end. He's the Marshall announcer, but you know, you listen to his broadcast, it's going to be top-notch. He knows everything he needs to know about both teams, and he's not just calling the action uh, with the with the herd slant. He's, he's the Marshall right. announcer, but you get the complete picture, and I think that's a rare gift these days. It is very rare, and it's, you know, as you said, it's more and more rare these days, and that's probably part of the reason he's won that National Sports Media Association Sportscaster, West Virginia Sportscaster of the Year 14 times now, which is more than anyone else in the state ever has. He's just, uh, his work ethic is just second to none from what I can tell. Chris Dickerson's joining us. He is the president of the School of Journalism and Mass Communication Alumni Advisory Board. And the nomination process for the Hall of Fame goes through his committee. Steve Cotton is announced today as one of the new inductees. And the other mm-hmm. inductee, and i got to be careful what I say here, Chris, because he signs my paycheck, <laughs> is, is right. Mike Kurtner, the president of Kindred Communications. Uh, I'm going to let you tell the story of Mike Kurtner because, again, he signs my paycheck. i got to be careful here. <laughs> I, I don't want to – Well – I, I don't want to – I don't want to say anything wrong because, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you can fill in because, uh, you know, you you know him better than I do because he signs your paycheck. Actually, he used to sign mine, too, when I wrote for Honey to, for uh, Herd Insider a little bit. But uh, he graduated from the School of Journalism in 1973, and he, uh, you know, he moved around, did some local, some DJ work here, and then went to a few other places. And before he came back to Huntington uh, in 1992 and created Kindred Communications, and it, they had two radio stations in, and now, if I'm right, they're up to six radio stations, right, as well as Kindred Digital. Yeah, we have uh, we have and, um, yeah several distinct formats, uh, multiple transmitters, mm-hmm. six different formats. Uh, Kindred Digital, yeah, yeah you um, you hit it there. We we have print, we have digital, uh, live performances. Um, you yeah, name it, spon- we do it. Yeah, sponsoring, you know, like that, you know, the live concerts this weekend and all through the summer. Uh, Kindred is a Kindred Communications is known in the tri-state because of Mike's work. Of you know, he, it's a, it's a business, but he's also part of the community, and that's uh, part of why he has succeeded over the years. Uh, he, you know, and he also does the PA work for the basketball team uh, on a volunteer basis and other things for the for the school. He was given the Distinguished Service to Marshall University Award in 2019. He's already a member of the West Virginia Broadcasting Hall of Fame. He's a member of the uh, uh, the Huntington Hall of Fame, whatever that uh, thing is down at the uh, Civic Arena. Uh, he's, he, you know, he he has built a fantastic business 
in Huntington, and it's sir. And as you know, it serves local people. It's all local DJs for the most part, and uh, he just he he loves Huntington. He loves Marshall University, and uh, it's what he's done is just phenomenal, and certainly deserving of recognition. I don't know how many more Hall of Fames we can put him in. We, we, we've we run out, it seems, Chris. I, I don't know if there's anything else we've missed, but you're right. He's got the resume that, you know, you you look at what a local broadcaster does. He is what a local broadcaster does. And, of course, I think the accolades just follow. But he's mm-hmm. uh, he's been doing it and keeping it local in a time and age when – that doesn't happen very often anymore. There's really yeah. not that much local radio happening. You know, maybe in the smaller markets, but in a market the size of Huntington, yeah, it's it's still very it's rare. rare. And of course, I, again, yeah. you know, I work for the guy, so anything I say might be disingenuous. That's why I want you to speak more because, honestly, he's done it all, he's seen it all, and he's still doing it today. So he's deserving of everything he gets. But yeah, I I, I work yeah. for the guy, so that's why I want you to, to lay the foundation for me. Well, and, that, and you know, I think we've hit on a lot of it that it, that love of Huntington and of West Virginia and of Marshall University and the city of Huntington. It's just that's why he has been successful. It's it's evident when you talk to Mike that he loves what he does and he loves the community, and uh, it just shines through when you talk to him, when you listen to him, when you listen to the radio stations. You know, it's, it's they're proudly local and. Uh, he does whatever he can for a community. Like I said, he volunteers and does the play-by-play in the Henderson Center for the Marshall men's basketball team. And I know, he, I think he does stuff for the Marching Thunder too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, when they have um, uh, band competitions and things like that, he's the announcer. So he uh, he just loves the community, and uh, he's always, except for the few years when he was out moving around in the radio world. He's always lived right here in Southern West Virginia and uh, he wants to make it a better place and he succeeded in doing so. Joining me on the program, Chris Dickerson, uh, his uh, title for today's purposes, the president of the school of journalism and mass communication alumni advisory board. Now who gets in on this thing? Because I was having this conversation earlier. Um, me and a, another fellow broadcaster, you know, we're, you know, me and Jason Toy, we're we're not as illustrious as Mike Kurtner, so we 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 get it. Um, but well, no, yeah, no, we're we're not, not that, but... we're not we're not as illustrious as Mike. Come on, look, I'm, I'm, look, it's all about Mike this week, okay, Chris? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all about Mike. Uh, and in all seriousness, here we'll tease Mike later. You just don't pick names from a random hat here. There's a criteria here to get in. And, um, you know, this isn't just, hey, yeah, that sounds like a good name. Let's go ahead and put them in. Uh, You have to reach a certain threshold to be even considered. And it's it's not a hard threshold to reach, but it's still more an exclusive club sort of to give the honor actually some meaning here. And um, what what is that threshold? Well, there are two requirements. You have to meet at least one of them. And the first is you have to be a graduate of the Journalism and Mass Communications program and have contributed to journalism and mass communications as a profession. Um, that means making a positive impact on the profession or a contribution to Marshall's University's uh, School of Journalism and Mass Communication. 
through talent, treasure, or activity. That means, you know, for example, one of the inductees from 2020 is Dan Hollis is a professor, and he's been there for decades. He's fantastic at what he does. He's one of the best professors on campus. Uh, he is adored by all his students. But he didn't, he didn't go to Marshall, but he has given his talent to the School of Journalism, so that made him worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Um, all five of this year's inductees are actually graduates. Uh, Steve is a, gra- a graduate of a master's program. Uh, he, uh, you know, he he actually went to the University of Florida and got his undergrad degree before he came up to Marshall in 1995, I think, and uh, started working as the second guy behind another guy named Stan Cotton. Not related, actually spelled differently, but Stan Cotton was the old. Uh, play-by-play guy when Steve first came to Marshall and then he took over a few years later. Um, but that's the two pre that's the two qualifications. Now, like you said, you have, you have to really stand out because Marshall university school of journalism and mass communication has been such a good program for so many years that we have so many worthy graduates who could, you know, there's, a, I could, I'm not going to talk about it because it's not public, but we've got there's 20 other people that have been nominated that could ease they're easily worthy of the Hall of Fame. They've just not we just don't have we're not going to put 30 people in just to put them in. You know, we want to make sure that people are very deserving and it's a prestigious event, you know, an event. So we're not going to just throw everyone in there. Uh, the people who are in there are deserving and they've done significant and important things in their careers. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's not just a popularity contest, like you said. Yeah. Because, uh, there what? are, there are a lot of people who could get in. There are a lot of people oh, yeah. at, that yeah. have gone through that program because it's, it's such a good program. And I don't think people, uh, locally maybe realize, and that's part mm-hmm. of the reason why you're here today and why this has started back up is, if you're in our profession there, I mean, there's a few schools that have standout programs that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Like on the East Coast, Syracuse. Syracuse is well known for its, its yes, broadcasting exactly. program, but Marshall's on par with them. Marshall's on their level. Maybe Syracuse is the one, maybe not on the level of Marshall, but they have better PR, it seems, because you hear about their grads more in our profession. Yeah. This is uh, the change that a little bit. And they have, you know, and like you said, it's broadcasting, and they, I think they really have a specialty in TV. So you, if you see the people on ESPN or on, uh, NBC News, and you know, a lot of them might have went to Syracuse, and that's just stuff people inside the industry know, of course. But uh, yeah, Marshall's uh, journalism program has all you know has always been top notch, and we're really lucky in this area. Uh, students who want to go to journalism school, they have Marshall to choose from. WVU has a very good journalism program too. Kentucky has a very good journalism program, but. That's the thing. You, you mentioned Syracuse and WVU and Kentucky and a few others, and Marshall's right there with them. It's Marshall has always had that program for as long as I've been alive. I mean, it, you know, I had a choice when I was uh, graduating high school back in the 80s, and I, I was looking at journalism, and I considered going to Kentucky, but I thought, why travel two and a half hours down the road when I've got a fantastic school right here in my backyard? And that's why that's why I stayed at Marshall. It's just it's as good as it gets in the United States in terms of journalism. And I don't think a lot of people realize this 
but the student broadcasting portion is top flight. For example, yes. Marshall students have the opportunity to cover all sports. Just right. using that, you know, a little, being a little myopic here, just keeping in our realm. But some universities, they don't have um, the opportunities. And Marshall students can call football games. Marshall students can call basketball. And Marshall students can call bowl games, championship games. If, exactly. Yeah, Marshall has so many opportunities. And we're not even talking about the journalism aspect of the broadcasting portion. Again, I'm a little myopic, Chris, and... You know why? That was you know yeah. the path I took. But Marshall students compete with commercial radio stations, and on a national stage, um, you know we have seen Marshall be competitive uh, in television and print as well. But yeah. this is a university yeah, that has competed with national entities and, and won national awards uh, across the spectrum. Yeah, and that's, that's and on that front, especially the uh, radio program, the radio department of the school is just you know dr bailey has always been fantastic about getting giving those students that chance and that opportunity and they learn and that they're just as good as a lot of the national the the professionals and it shows and there again i don't think people around here realize how lucky we are to have had this program here and it, whether it's to the newspapers or to television or to radio, how many graduates of the Marshall School of Journalism and Mass Communications at least start here? They might not stay here, but a, but a lot of them do stay here. And we have an excellent foundation for journalism here in the Tri-State because of Marshall University. Chris Dickerson's joining me. Of course, you know him from his work years with the Herald-Dispatch and other journalistic entities. He is the president of the School of Journalism and Mass Communication Alumni Advisory Board, Mike Kurtner, president of Kindred Communications, and Steve Cotton, the longtime radio announcer for The Thundering Herd, part of the class inducted today. The, the ceremony will be held later on this year, but it's always good to see those with sports backgrounds, especially uh, get in because uh, you have a lot of people to choose from, and I'm sure you could put in probably another five 10 people in a year on average, but. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How, you, yeah. You keep, how many, is there a restriction on how many you can induct? I mean, is that part of no, it? No, no, there's not. Like, and I think we kind of got off on a tangent, but you know, after you, after people, what we do is every January, February, we put out a call for nomination. Now you can nominate people at any time of the year, but we put out this call early in the year and then we, people submit recommendations and it, it's a lot of, of our alumni who uh, submit these uh, names to us with a, a little, not just we sub, we nominate Steve Cotton, you know, tell us why you're nominating Steve Cotton. And we, we, we have a deadline and we set after they all come in, we sit down and we look, we look at all these nominees. We, de, we debate them, this uh, alumni advisory board, and there's about 15 or so people on it right now. Uh, we, we usually have uh, the, way, the way the process usually works is we have a vote, and we of all the people who are nominated, and then we, if we need to, we have a second vote narrowing it. But after we've narrowed the list of everyone down to, you know, and there's no set limit, but it's like twelve to fifteen people, and then, then we have another vote, and pick from those people and. 
it, we don't have a set limit. Uh, most of the years we, since we started this, we've inducted five, but it's not like we're setting that. We're not saying we're going to induct five. If there's usually the way I, the best way to describe it is there is a clear um, place in the voting. Like let's just say someone will have three or four people get ten votes, and somebody two people get nine votes, and then the next person gets four votes. There's a clear cutoff. That's the way we've had to do it. That's the way we've done it so far. Um, we're you know we're not going to, as you said, not going to put ten or fifteen people in every year. Uh, I would think most years we'd put two to five people in. That's, but so far it's been four or five people every year. Chris Dickerson, my guest. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what happens. You and I get together. We talk about everything, but um, we got a lot to get into usually, Chris. That's the good thing about us. Yeah, I can talk about anything. You know that. That's a good. Uh, that's I, a good I thing like to, to have. These other three people, though. Yeah, uh, you know what? We, we should. We yeah. should. Because um, I don't want to. I don't want to overlook them. Because yeah. you mentioned Jack Hooveris, and I kind of joke with someone earlier. It's not Huntington Quarterly. Sometimes it's Heard Quarterly because so many of yeah. the of the iconic pictures of the '90s you see floating around the internet of Chad Pennington and Randy Moss come from Heard. See, there we go. I did it again. Huntington yeah. Quarterly here, back <laughs> when yeah. uh, Marshall was making championship runs. Yeah, and you know, and that's he started Huntington. I think actually. 32 years ago today or this week is when he started Huntington Quarterly, HQ Publishing, which puts out that Huntington Quarterly magazine. And now he's putting out, I don't know, seven or eight different magazines, including uh, the Marshall Magazine that goes out to alums. Uh, and he does a stuff, elite law, law magazines and medical magazines for the uh, medical field and law field. Um, but he, he also... He has established uh, a John H. Hoover scholarship for SOJMC students. He's he's very active with Special Olympics and Little Victories Animal Rescue. He's graduate of Leadership West Virginia. He's been honored as an entrepreneur by the Small Business Administration and the Herald Dispatch. And he's also one of those guys who loves his community, loves Marshall, loves West Virginia, and does what he can to help out the community. Uh, and it's, you know, you, you go to these, uh, all these big cities and they have a, ma- a magazine, you know, a Houstonian magazine or, a um, Sarasota magazine, St. Louis magazine. And we have Huntington quarterly. And I don't think people realize just how good that magazine is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff that it's not the hard hitting news because, you know, the magazine cycle, he only, I think he puts, I think it's six editions a year so it's every two months but he's telling these stories and he has a a stable of great writers and they tell these stories that there's not time to tell on tv or even on radio sometimes or certainly not in a newspaper but it's these in-depth look at people and trends and you know there he he does as you said he's done a lot of stuff with martial athletics because Marshall and Marshall athletics are so important to Huntington that it's a big focus, but you know, he also will have us do a feature on a very interesting home or a garden over on the South side. You know, it's just, it's a great way. It's a, it helps make the community special. And uh, Jack, it just, just like with uh, Mike and how he loves the community, 
it shines through with Jack and everything that he does with HQ Publishing. Yeah, while we have a few minutes, let's um, talk a little bit about Virginia's Sherlock and Brett Cunningham, why they're included. Yeah, now Brent, he graduated from the school in 1988, and right after that he went, I think that he went straight to the Charleston Daily Mail and was a political reporter, done fantastic work there. And then he, but he's since then, since he moved on, he's written for the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, The Nation, Pacific Standard, Fox, CNN.com. He spent 15 years as a media critic uh, while serving as managing editor of the Columbia Journalism Review, which, you know, it's one of those very prestigious things in the journalism community. Uh, he now is the executive editor of the Food and Environment Reporting Network. Uh, and, you know, I've, I, like I said, I've known Brent since college, and he's just a fantastic guy. He's very humble. Uh, he's He just gets it, and he's really good at what he does, and he's been good at it everywhere he's went in his entire career. He's certainly uh, a bright spot in journalism because he does it right. Chris Circerson joining uh, me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Chris. No, no, I was just going to talk about Virginia Sherlock. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. We definitely need to talk about her. Yeah. We talked about her a little bit, but she's a 1970 grad of the school of journalism. And she was already a seasoned reporter when she became the desk supervisor at the Associated Press in New York, less than four years after she graduated from Marshall. And like I said, that feat is even more impressive when you realize that most female journalists then wrote for the society pages. She uh, played a key role in updating the AP style book during her time there, including changes to how women were referenced in stories. Like, you know, for example, when people read story news stories now, for those of you all out there that might not even pay attention to it, if you read a story about LeBron James, they just refer to him as James after the, every, you know, on second references um well when she first started the ap a second reference to a woman would say miss or mrs james and she said why don't we refer to the women the same way we refer to the men and she fought hard for that change and they eventually came to see her side of it so you know she was fighting for women's rights you know 50 years ago uh and after her journalism career, she went she went and obtained a real estate license and eventually a law degree. And now she's a partner in the environmental firm of, of an environmental firm in Stewart, Florida. She also happens to be the daughter of W. Page Pitt, who founded the School of Journalism. Um, and that has nothing to do with why she was inducted, though. What she did as a journalist stands on a, on her own, on its own. She was also a teacher. I think, as a matter of fact, she might have taught Mike Kurtner journalism when she right when she first got out of the school of journalism so we might have to have words with her <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we need to have words with her all i need to know is where she stands on the oxford comma that's it that's all i need to know from her well she's ap she's against it you know so but i don't know if she's changing now that she's an attorney because they like to they like to write so. i'm and a fan I of the oxford law. comma myself well yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> there you go. Bonus, bonus contention to pick here. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I used to actually have to type that. That's how long I've been in newspapers. So I, any, I don't want to deal with an, an extra comma unless I have to. 
Chris Dickerson joining us. Uh, a little bit of inside baseball for some of these things, but uh, you know, we'll have our discussions about the Oxford comma on another day. Um, yeah. Ceremonies coming up tentatively in October. Of course, when we get closer yeah. to the ceremony, uh, we'll probably try to have these guys back on along with you uh, sooner than later yeah. to talk a little bit about okay. their careers. But uh, Chris Dickerson, and go ahead, sir. Something really neat this year is because we didn't get to have a ceremony last year because of COVID. The the five inductees from the 2020 class are also going to be honored at the event this year. So we're really excited about that. It's also going to be daunting trying to honor 10 people in one evening, but we're going to make limit speeches and tell uh, people like Mike and Steve Cotton that they can't talk much. Steve won't be able to talk much anyway, because there'll be a football game the next day. Right. Steve will limit himself. Save his voice. Yeah. He'll pace himself. It's you're going to have to get Mike to cut his speech down and you'll probably have to get, uh, the president of the Chamber of Commerce, Bill Bissett, to cut his speech down a little bit. Well, we're going. Our plan is, and we have uh, tentatively planned uh, to have Spencer Aggins as our MC. Okay. And uh, pull the hook. If you need what to. I'm what I'm going to suggest is that after a set time, say seven or eight minutes, if you haven't finished your speech, I'm going to give another microphone to Spencer, and he's just going to start explaining meteorological terms in great detail. I like the plan. I like the plan. We'll see how it works. Chris Dickerson joins me. Hey, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, Congratulations to everyone who has uh, been honored today, including Steve Cotton and Mike Kurtner. They have contributed to the sports world immensely. And uh, look forward to um, the next ceremony uh, here coming up soon to honor everyone who's uh, involved. I appreciate you helping me get the word out. We'll uh, talk soon. That's Chris Dickerson. We got to hit a break. Come back. We will wrap this one up here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I have run us out of time. We are done for the day. Thanks to Chris Dickerson joining me. You've seen Chris's work for years in media, including covering Marshall and other sporting activities for the Herald-Dispatch. He's currently the president of the School of Journalism and Mass Communication Alumni Advisory Board. Appreciate him coming up and um, telling us about the new inductees. We focused a little bit on Mike Kurtner, who, of course, is the president of Kendrick Communications, our parent company here. And, of course, the voice of Thundering Herd, Steve Cotton both deserving of the honors they received today. We congratulate them and all the other names uh, mentioned. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow. We'll try to be as uh, worthy as those two gentlemen and then some tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.